following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sindrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in on a beautiful Monday afternoon in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a reaction Monday, and there is a lot to react to. Let's go up to the plateau. Say hello to Coach Watson Brown. Watson, for the sake of time, how are you? George, I'm great. Missed you this weekend. Hope you had a good weekend. Had a good weekend. Watched a lot of football. Hope you did. I did. Let's uh, let's do this right off the bat, just because we're a little bit behind schedule. Let's do what we do each day during football season, and that is get our daily Titans update with Terry McCormick. Terry, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. Obviously, the injury uh, update has gotten crazy with this team. Talk to me about how they came out of the uh, Deadskins game. Well, nobody that was already out there, I don't think, suffered any major injuries in this one. You know, Danico Autry went out briefly with a back injury, then came back and made a heck of a play getting a sack of Carson Wentz. Uh, I think they actually came out of this one okay, and then now they will head into the bye and hope that they can get some of the walking wounded back for when they face the Indianapolis Colts in two weeks. Yeah, God knows uh, they need the bye week as bad as any team going. Uh, they've gotten hit with a level of injuries that's scary bad. The hero yesterday at the end was David Long. Not a lot of folks know much about him. Talk to us about him. Well, David Long is a guy that was part of that great 2019 draft that the Titans had the one where they got Jeffrey Simmons and A.J. Brown and Nate Davis and, and a handful of other guys. David Long was a late-round pick in that draft, either sixth round or seventh. I'd have to go back and look it up exactly to see which it was. He's a little bit undersized. He's about 5'11", but uh, he is a tackling machine as an inside linebacker. I think 
when they drafted him, they thought maybe he would be a developmental guy, a guy who could play special teams, and he certainly has done his share of that. But the last two years, he basically has come in and just wrestled the starting job away from Jayon Brown last year, and he's done everything in his power to keep it. And the play you saw yesterday uh, is a great example of what he brings to this roster. Terry, during this uh, bye week where – to their good fortune, they won't be playing an NFL game for 14 days. Tell us what they do this week. Well, they got a practice schedule for Wednesday, and then they've got one scheduled for Monday. But the players and coaches will get some time off. Now, the guys who are injured, the guys who have to get some treatment, the guys who've been out, they will stay here and stay behind in Nashville, and they will continue their work and rehab in hopes of getting back and being able to get back and help this football team. So you're going to have several guys. I think they've got 11 or 12 guys on IR right now, plus a handful of other guys that didn't play in the game on Sunday, like Bud Dupree and Zach Cunningham and Nate Davis, all out with various injuries. So this is a chance for them to maybe get those guys closer to back being ready to play and contribute to this team because they need all the healthy bodies they can get. Terry, we'll, uh, we'll talk more tomorrow. Uh, it's a good win. Uh, any win's a good win. They're three and two. They don't feel like it. Uh, but we'll talk about that with Watson here in a few minutes. Thank you, as always, for the update. All right. See you guys. Terry McCormick, his daily Titans update, leads off our show each and every day during football season. Yes, it does, George. That is a Daily Titans update powered by the Justin Tucker team, as well as Sumner Funeral and Cremation. And, George, we start today's update with some uh, awful news coming out of Knoxville. Jalen McCullough, Tennessee's starting safety, has been arrested and charged with felony assault. Uh, so not, not great timing there heading into the Alabama week. Well, there's never great timing. Watson, if I am... Uh... If I'm Josh Heupel, I am pissed. So many things going well. Blowout win at LSU. Biggest football game in Knoxville in God only knows how many years. And now he's having to deal with this. I, I would have no patience with this. He won't. <laughs> he's already dealt with it. There's no way he'll play and they'll move on right now. And, uh, a felony is a different story, George. When you get a felony, I, if a kid of mine got a felony arrest, he wasn't back on the team till it was settled in court. I didn't let them sit out a week or two or whatever. They didn't come back to the team till it was settled in court if it went to court or the charges were dropped. So I would think he'd have some something of the same kind of procedure, and that's, he'll just forget this one and – Try to help the kid through to whatever he can do. I saw where he just just absolutely beat the fool out of a guy. Is what I read, and and uh, he'll move on. Got to. He's got to get ready for Tennessee and help the kid any way that he can. Okay, we'll uh, we'll pay close attention to that one. What else we got, George? We got uh, some NFL news. Matt Rule has been fired uh, in Carolina after a one and four start. Uh, it came, you know, of, of course after the loss, thirty seven to fifteen of the Forty ers uh, he's still worth uh, north of $40 million right now after that massive contract. So, uh, Matt Rule, your Auburn prediction, George, who knows, might it might be coming true. Well, I'll say this. We all knew this was coming. Carolina's not very good. 
Watson, this does open up some intriguing stuff for the Wisconsins and the Nebraskas if they want to say, we don't want to touch Urban Meyer, but we want a winner. Hey, I introduce you to Matt Rule. Yeah, I mean, he won at two schools in college and didn't get it done in the pros. It seems to me, watching the history of these kind of things, George, they don't they don't hold that against the guy at all. Uh, just because you didn't make it in the pros, you did well in college. So he's going to he, – he'll be in the mix on probably every one of these that are already out there in yeah. the mix. I don't know if he'll be their number one pick, but they'll be talking to him because he's got plenty of time to talk now. He and should a be lot of money. number one. Yep, and he, he doesn't – if he's smart, he doesn't just jump back in because he don't need to. Just wait for the one that really fits you well and they really want you and – because he can live the way he is for a long time without having to jump back into college football. If I was Georgia Tech, I would beg him to come. Yep, Georgia Tech would be one that I would think would be there. Uh, where is he on the Wisconsin-Nebraska list? Maybe two, maybe three, and who knows what's going on at Auburn. You know, he won in a southwestern area school at Baylor. And, and and he has proven that he can, can get it done at T- Temple and Baylor. So is that what Auburn does, or do they still go at what we talked about later last week? He's going to be around now, and, and he's the, he is the easiest one to talk to because he's not working. They've done him a favor uh, to go yep. ahead and end this because not only does it take the wear and tear of a Carolina season that was going nowhere – but it's exactly what you said. It gets him front and center. His agent has probably fielded five to 10 phone calls today from prospective head coaching situations. He's been done a favor. Oh, big time favor. Gets all the pressure off of him, making the same money he was making when he's coaching. I'm sure the salary goes right on through the year. Then he'll get a lump sum after that, or they'll pay him a lump sum per year through his contract, something like that. And he moves on with no restrictions whatsoever. He, they don't have to ask permission to talk with him. They can go straight to him now, drive, fly out to Charlotte and go to his home, visit with him. Uh, th- this works well for Charlotte, the Carolina Panthers, because they weren't getting it done. And it really works well for Matt Rue. Steve Wilkes is the interim. He got fired as the head coach at Arizona after one year, one of the more pitiful NFL stories in a while. Anyway, Billy, keep going. Next piece here, George, Alabama head coach Nick Saban has given an update on Bryce Young. He said, hopefully we're going to try to get him ready to play this week, but this (laughs) is something that nobody can predict, how quickly he'll get an opportunity to do what he needs to do. Let's cut through all the BS. That's ridiculous. Watson? Go ahead. Give me a break. All he's doing is make them prepare for two offenses. And that's smart by him. That's what I do because Tennessee has to prepare for a running quarterback and the plays they were running with Kenrow, if that's the way you say his name. And Bryce Young's playing this week. I don't think there is any doubt in my mind you couldn't hold this kid out with a sore shoulder for this game. In other words, Billy, he'll be there. Yeah, I mean, let's. That's, this is a joke that we're even talking about it. But keep I mean, going. 
Uh, next piece here, George Baker Mayfield is out at least two weeks uh, with, a, going. with a high ankle sprain. He's being <laughs> done a favor. Uh, the Phillies, the Phillies have named Rob Thompson permanent manager. He's got a two-year contract. Yeah, he. Uh, after Joe Girardi got the boot, this guy came in and solidified uh, Philly. And um, oh, by the way, they play the Braves starting tomorrow. I'm a little worried. In a, in a best of five, Aaron Nola, um, darn good pitcher. Zach Wheeler, darn good pitcher. That's that's what you worry about. When yeah. will those guys pitch, George? Well, it looks like, Watson, it looks like those two, and Wheeler, by the way, is an Atlanta kid, mm-hmm. grew up in Atlanta. They will pitch three of the five potential games if it goes the distance. If it goes to game five, which would be Sunday in Atlanta, I'll be there. Book it. Book it. Book it. Uh, Speaking of the Braves, George, Spencer Strider just signed a six-year, $75 million contract. I mean, the Braves look like the Yankees with all these contracts. This is ridiculous. Well, what they're doing is trying to say, okay, we're going to – we're going to take a leap of faith and say that this young guy is going to amass this. And so we're going to try to sign him before he gets to the ridiculous money. Cleveland did this under John Hart with the Indians in the mid-90s. The only thing you worry about is if one of them turns out to be an absolute bust. So far, Spencer Strider, pretty good. Not bad. He can bring it. I hope he brings it this week. They're going to need him. Yeah, they might. We done? We're done. That's it, George. Guess what happens after the break, Watson? What happens after the break, George? Your Titans analysis. Oh, boy. Where we cut through happy talk, pablum. We get right down to it. We don't pull any punches. Let's go for it. Let's go. Watson's Titans Analysis is next. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. 
Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Well, before we get into Watson's Titans analysis, and by the way, it's brought to you by the folks at Pennington Distilling. There's living proof of it right there. I'm going to throw out one little piece of something to think about. Sometimes scheduling when and where is vital when you try to figure out where a team is going to go for the season. I would contend there were probably not five NFL teams the Titans could have beaten yesterday. Washington was one of those five. It was the perfect time to play the Deadskins. That's my piece of analysis. Pretty good piece of analysis. (laughs) Pretty good piece of analysis. So number one is it's a W. It's in the win column. They're three and two. The division sucks. And that is all to the Titans' benefit. 
Absolutely, George. I think I've learned the NFL during the season, it don't matter how you look or whatever. If you get a victory, move on to the next one. Uh, it, the, the league is very balanced, looks to me like. I see maybe two teams in the AFC that are a little better than everybody else, and then rest of them throw in a ring and see what goes down. Would you say that? I think it's one that beat us bad in the Bills and the Chiefs. I, both of those look better than everybody else after four weeks, or let's see, five weeks, excuse me, and everybody else throwing a pile, including their division, which is it's proven out to be not very good. But it's a victory. And the one thing that that I see in Mike's teams pretty consistent is they play very physical. They're a tough bunch of kids. They line up and they'll, they don't win every battle because they get run over a bunch themselves, but they get up and go again. They're a tough bunch of kids and they play with great effort. His, his players give him great effort throughout. And honestly, that's about what won it yesterday. It was just a, yeah. Just a competitive toughness to hang in there, hang in there, hang in there, and just effort. They just they just don't quit, and that's a credit to Mike, I think. Okay, number two is interesting. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill is better than Carson Wentz. First of all, Watson, he took a beating yesterday, and a lot like last year, kept coming back for more. And this is an area that the Titans have, I don't know that they've taken it for granted, but any number of quarterbacks would not have gotten up after every play. He's exactly what I just talked about to me. He's the epitome of the Titans. He is tougher than nails. And he, this is a perfect place for Ryan Tannehill to play is with the Titans because he steps into every throw. He can get knocked down and get up and do it again. He never gets hurt. How he doesn't get injured is beyond me. Everybody else on that team's been hurt. Ryan Tannehill shows up every week and plays. Uh, he don't miss practice. He don't miss games. And his toughness is the team respects him. 100%. The reason he's got respect and he doesn't always play great is his toughness, his physical and mental toughness, which Carson Wentz does not have. He does not have. Some of those throws in that, even in the last drive, he's falling backwards. He's flinching when he lets the ball go, when there's nobody around him. Uh, that throw he missed, the corner route that the guy nearly made a great catch on, kid's wide open. I mean, he may turn up the sidelines and go score. And and uh, and then the throw down there on the goal line, my gracious, he's falling backwards, George. He throws it sidearm, sit in the pocket like Ryan does, and throw a strong ball. And why he picked him to throw to a running back. You've got all those receivers that really good tight end, and you try to throw it to a running back in a small area. The Titans did a great job on the goal line. They dropped hard out and dropped, played prevent defense and rushed three. And, uh, and he's acting like it's a five-man rush coming at him, and he's jumpy and flinching, and, and he don't sit in there and throw the ball. Ron Tannehill wins that game if he's playing for the, for the commanders. Yeah. They win the game if you switch quarterbacks. The commanders win that game. Ryan's caught a lot of grief, George. This time he deserves some credit. Not that he's a great player, but what he brings to this team is respect across the board with his toughness. 
By the way, I, I kept waiting for their band to play. Hail to the Commanders. It's, Where is it? They uh, ought to, they can still play the song. They just change the words. No, what they ought to do is say, screw it and go hail to the Redskins. And, and just <laughs> ignore what the team calls it. I, I so, don't think that would last, but about no, one time, George. No, it'd be a one. It'd be a one-day band. CBS might have cut it off yesterday. <laughs> so Watson, let me ask you this: There was a day in time three, four years ago where Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate. Could you fix him? I don't know. You can't fix flinching and toughness and. I, I, what I'm afraid is after that knee injury and he was playing so well in that one year, then he gets hurt. Honestly, George, if you've watched him since he came back, he hasn't had that aggressive attitude and physicality that I saw him have um, in his early days. And he's going to have to get past it. He gets knocked down a bunch too. Now, I, I understand that. But he don't get knocked down anymore than Ryan Tannehill does. And Ryan gets up and goes again and goes again, and he don't he don't come back flinching later on. Maybe he makes bad throws or a bad decision, and we've all creeped the we've we've sure gone over that a bunch. Yes, we have, which is fair. I, I, I'm I'm defending him more than everybody else, but still, he's made a lot of poor plays. But the one thing he's been consistent at since we've been watching number seventeen play. For the, for the blue is he gets up every time and he goes again and he steps through every throw that long pass. They had one play in the second half, one. <laughs> That's all they did in the whole half again. And he's, there's a guy got him. I mean, he's the Carson Wentz flinches and falls to the ground or whatever. That's what I think. Ryan kind of ducked him a little bit, slid up in the pocket and just let a bomb go. And Lord, it ended up winning the game. And that was over his toughness. And gosh, he had been hit. Some of the hits he took yesterday, good Lord, have mercy. They were straight on, knock you down. Uh -huh. They weren't hit his arm, whatever. They were catching him flush, man. And he didn't even act like he was hurt. He'd hop back up off the ground, get right back in the huddle, or go to the sidelines, get ready to go again. Tough kid. Okay, here comes item number three, which will sound like Captain Obvious. But there's a point to be made here. Derrick Henry <clears throat> must stay healthy. Watson, a year ago, they didn't have that luxury, live to tell about it. I think what you're telling me is they won't have that margin for error this year if it were to happen. Nope. I don't think there's good in the offensive line. I said two weeks ago we might be better with Lawan gone because he's in and out so much and there's inconsistent and you have to change people around. We miss him. That left tackle yesterday got killed. I mean, just massacred. And we ended up putting the tight end over there some and the running back helped some and, and a lot of things. We've got to keep Derrick Henry healthy, George. He's everything. He's everything to this team. He makes all the plays yesterday. It, it, it screen pass that he caught that ball going in to score to go up 21 that he caught on a deep out cut over there on the boundary it was a great catch by by a running back that shouldn't have those kind of hands uh, he everything works off of him Ryan Tannehill is the player he is because of Derrick Henry uh, those receivers get the opportunities for one-on-ones because of Derrick Henry 
Uh, he, we, Derrick Henry, Simmons, Byard, and I'm going to throw Tannehill. Those four cannot get hurt if we got any shot. I still don't think we're that good. I think we're one of those average teams. But an average team that kind of figures out a way to keep winning, you never know by the time you get late in the year and injuries may have gotten other teams or whatever. They just got to keep winning the way they are because I don't think they're ever going to be pretty. We do not have a go-to guy, George. We don't have one. We have to flip it around to different people. I'll say it for the 10,000th time. Letting A.J. Brown go cost them a chance to win a Super Bowl in my personal opinion. And we just don't have that guy. And now Burks is out for four, four weeks, three more uh, games, I guess. And then he's not ready when he's in there. Yeah. He's, he's maybe three years away for sure. A full year away from being a bona fide guy. Gosh, we've got to keep Derrick Henry healthy. Watson, what they feel like is a four seed by default, because the division sucks, Jacksonville showed they took they took on water yesterday yeah. in in the worst way at home to Houston. Yeah, um, and that's what they feel like. But you raise a really interesting point about, but they find ways to win, and sometimes we don't give them credit for that. One reason they won yesterday, besides Derrick Henry. And besides the fact that Ryan Tannehill was tough as nails, their defensive line ripped the daylights out of Washington's offensive line. Absolutely did. And I, I believe that's that would number be number four, four, by the way. I think it is. It is. I remember when we talked yesterday. That's that's our strength. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill off of Derrick Henry. Get, Bayard getting us lined up, getting everybody calmed down in that defensive front. That's that's the team. Give the coaching staff credit. They play off of what they got. I'll give them that. They play off of what they got. They don't have a go-to receiver. They don't try to force a go-to receiver. Uh, they know they're struggling in the offensive line. George, if you didn't see it yesterday when we had to drop back oh, and pass, God. holy cow, man. I mean, there, there's somebody free everywhere. Everywhere. I saw Brewer get picked, both feet come off the ground when a guy pass rushed him, picked him up and threw him back into Ryan. I mean, we have got to keep within the chains with Derrick Henry. And we when we cover well, it's when that defensive line rushes the passer. If our defensive line don't get there, it's a completion. I mean, we just we're not good enough to cover people. And we're three and two. Give them credit. Give the staff credit. I saw it after yesterday's game that Washington's not any good, but they could. They should have beat us yesterday. They should have beat us yesterday, and we just had the right pieces at the right places, and the coaches uh, used those pieces the best they can. We have yet to not score a touchdown in the red zone. How many – if the Redskins had just done it yesterday – if they just done it yesterday, they'd beat us 10 points. We have yet to score, not score a touchdown in the red zone. With That's this team. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, Ryan gets down on the goal line now, and he will he sits in there and he'll rip a ball in a small area, and somebody seems to catch it, and we score. I mean, 
I, I, I give the coaches more credit when everybody kind of still getting on them. I saw yesterday they're doing about all they can do with what they got, in my personal opinion. Some of these coming back may help a little, but I don't know. I think they're going to have to just create ways to win. Okay. If they keep those kids playing hard like that, George, and playing physical, even though you get knocked down. Brewer got knocked down on a pass rush. The next play, he did a better job. They've got these kids convinced to get up and go again and don't ever quit, and give them credit for that. Okay, give me a fairly quick answer here because we have been very open and honest about our opinions about this team. Do you think they can get significantly better or not? No, I don't think they'll get significantly better because they don't have a go-to receiver. And our secondary is just average as it can be. And I'm being good to them, to be average. No, but we can keep winning games because there's a there's enough teams in the NFL, George, that are just like us. I'm seeing a lot of mediocrity. I'm seeing a lot of mediocrity in the NFL right now. I am. Uh, teams that have been really good, the Ravens, they're missing something. They're good, but they're beatable. They are beatable. Uh, mediocrity across the league. I mean, the Rams look average to me yesterday. Watching the Bucks play the, the Falcons looked average as they could be. They didn't look like the Bucks of last year. They look average. So but we're mediocre, but so is the league in a lot of ways. And our division is still the worst in it. We ought to get to the playoffs in a fourth seed, and who knows when you get there. Okay, last piece of news on my end before we hear from Mike Vrabel after the break. Do not dare breathe on Tom Brady. This is Main Street Media <laughs> well, Television. Well, we don't talk about that, huh? <laughs> yes. Jeez. <laughs> For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. 
It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williams counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Some great stuff earlier today by Watson Brown about the Titans. I love the fact that we sift through all the bull and really get down and dirty as to what they are and and what they aren't. Uh, With that in mind, Mike Vrabel held his normal Monday day after the game press conference. Let's let you in on a little bit of it.
Hey, Watson. Yeah. You know what the play reminded me of? I can't hear him, by the way. Well, we, we were talking about the uh, the the play where David Long makes the interception that yeah. saved the game. Mm-hmm. It's Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Yeah, different different play, but same kind of play. Yep. And it won the game. I mean, and the and the guy for the against Seattle just to, matter of fact, it was a kid with us here in town. Yeah. Who yeah. just knew what was coming and jumped in front of the ball. So nice that was that was a nice play. But a forced ball. Lord have mercy. It's covered. Why he went there, I don't know. And it looked so, like he felt like he was pressured and he had to get rid of the ball. And he nobody around him. They rushed three. Watson, to me, there are two pieces of all this that are so helpful for them. Washington's one of about, I don't know, less than five they could have beaten yesterday. And no matter when you want the bye week to be, my God, they need this bye worse than any team in the history of byes. Yeah, we might say it different six weeks from now when they're yeah. in the they're no don't have another one and they're in the drought and they're going and they got a bunch of banged up guys. But George perfect and we wouldn't have said that if they hadn't won. That's why that was a big win yesterday. And we've lost that game quite a few times in recent years too. And they just they just found a way. And Long is one of those kind of kids that just he's the epitome of what they are to me. Just an old tough kid, loves to play football. Uh, you watch him ever play. He gets up and he's ready to go again. And it that's just the way I see this team play. They they just they're they're relentless in an effort in a toughness way. And, and not that they win every battle, because they don't they don't win every physical battle. They don't. They get knocked down as much as they knock somebody down. But they get up and they go again. And uh, if they're hurt, they get out and the next one comes in and he tries his best. So I give that to the coaching staff. There's something that makes them do that. I, I was listening today where they fired Matt Rule. The owner said, our kids just don't look into it. That ain't the Titans. No. They don't. They always, very seldom do we say, boy, they were just didn't look yeah. like they wanted to play today. And very that's seldom great. do we say that. That is Vrabel. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to come from the top. So after the break, we'll have stat of the day. Then we get into the college game. And every week just seems to build to a new level of crazy. Things that just, you're like, really? We'll talk about it all next on Main Street Media Television.
Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 subspecialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel, urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Hey everyone, I'm John English, this is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Stat of the Day, and it is powered by John English Antique Sports and Cards, as well as Eric Berner with Rock Castle Wealth Advisors. You can find John English over in Shelbyville. They're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock, as well as Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. You can also, also find them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, call Eric Berner with Rock Castle Wealth Advisors at 615-490-7052 or visit them online at rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, let's get to the stat of the day for today. Let's see what we got. We've got, through this current NFL season, which two NFL quarterbacks share this stat line? And I'm, I'm hopeful that you can see this, Watson. I know George 
most likely can, but they're on the left side. Same stats. Same stats so far. Five touchdowns, seven interceptions, and sacked 21 times. Okay. Who think Carson Wentz is one of the two, Watson? Probably is, yes. Because I believe that is the league deal. Let me the, the the league leader right now. Is it possible? And Billy, you stay out of this because we're going to talk our way through this. Could the other be Russell Wilson? Could be. Could be Russell Wilson. Could be Baker Mayfield. Oh, wait a minute! I hadn't thought about that one. Yeah, I'm almost certain. The first one is is Carson Wentz. You pick which one of the other one we're going. Jeez, put that on me, will you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I I think let's let's go Russell Wilson. Let's see it. Okay. Let's see what we got. That's that's final answer. Uh, it is. I'll go ahead and tell you it is wrong before we uh, we get over there to it. Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize Stafford Ooh. had that bad of a start. Wow. Yeah, we weren't getting that one, buddy. Matt Ryan. If we'd have thought about it, we'd have put him in it. Yeah. Although we would have listed, we listed him. Neither of our two choices were stupid. No. Carson Wentz has gone down a bunch. He's thrown a bunch of picks. Russell Wilson has thrown a bunch of picks. By the way, you worried about the injury he's got? Yes. That's not a good injury. Um, I don't it's gonna be interesting to see. And that that is a degree of injury. If that one's past a certain degree of injury, meaning worse, then he's operated on and he's done. So I don't know. I'm anxious to watch it play out and see what goes down. And now he is, he's a lot. I would put him right in the same category with Ryan Tannehill. We all know he's tough as nails and he'll play with an injury. Um, So, but that is not a good injury. If it's, if the degree of that injury is, is on that higher level. Okay, we have officially reached the 5 o'clock hour and then some. Yes, we have. It is time for the 5 o'clock hour powered by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere, whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement. MTBJ has the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Their mission is to provide high-quality, specialized orthopedic care in a compassionate manner to the people of Columbia and Middle Tennessee. Visit mtbj.net for more information. Okay, each week at this time, right around 5 o'clock on Monday, we release just our opinion. Well, in this case, Watson's opinion of the well, top four. Yeah, it is, and but you do a good job of critiquing it too. So Yes, yes. And by critiquing, you're saying if I don't agree, just ripping oh, it. Oh, absolutely! You, 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 you will rip into it. You have before. <laughs> Why stop now? Why stop okay. now? So do we go number yeah, we, four? Yeah, we've first? got them all four together, George. Okay. Ah, there we go. Okay. 
Is it possible, because not many people, especially in the South, are going to put Ohio State number one right now. Do you believe at this moment that they are that much better than either Alabama or Georgia? Yeah, and and I don't know that they're better. Um, There's just been hiccups in Georgia and Alabama a little bit, and Ohio State hadn't had one yet. That's the way I would say it, George. Do I think it'll end up this way? It just might because the one and four, I think, have an easier road than two and three because two and three are going to play each other also. Do you think we're at a point now? If Tennessee don't upset that apple cart, two and three will play each other. If both of them, if both Georgia and Alabama are undefeated going into what may or may not happen, but an SEC title game, if that were to happen, are they both getting in? Yeah, as of now. But Michigan only loses to Ohio State, and it's a real good close game in Columbus, George. I'm not sure I'd go with that. I think that's the only way I see it that it doesn't happen that way. Clemson, I just don't see anybody going to beat them in the ACC and, and and on the other side of their division in the championship game, I just don't see anybody. So I think they've got the by far, ain't even close, the easiest route to go Clemson of, of all those four teams. Watson, listen to this one. Clemson opens as only a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Florida State. They struggle there. Yeah. <laughs> they this, have struggled there, but it's not the last chance to get them. That, this is probably it. This is probably it, and this one may be more so than even NC State at Clemson. Uh, this this will be the best shot to me for somebody to get them. They've already gotten by Wake Forest and NC State, so this is it. And uh, I just – Florida State's not the old Florida State still. They're not. They should have won Saturday. If they'd won Saturday, I'd say, look out. But, I mean, the quarterback for NC State don't play the second half of the game. And they come back and win the game with a quarterback that can't throw it to the wall. I mean, the kid's a walk-on kid, the transfer from Charleston Southern, I think, and and won the game with his feet somehow and their defense, NC State's defense. But Florida State is still not the old Florida State, George. And yet for it to only be a three-and-a-half point favorite, it's telling me that you know, all, the, all, the, all the betters ain't just big on Clemson just yet either. Is Charleston Southern tackle football? <laughs> you love it, don't you? You absolutely love it. I got a great story about Charleston Southern. Well, let's let me tell it. it real quick. Let's hear it. I'm in my first year at UAB. We're just starting with scholarship football. We're playing in about game six, I guess, and and it's in a kind of empty stadium. It's raining like cats and dogs. The game ends, and I do my little piece with the radio people right under a tent right on the, in the end zone. And on, while I'm doing my interview, I look across the way, and the Charleston Southern coach is standing out in the rain on air sidelines where we were and just looking around. So when I finished my interview, I go over to him. I said, Coach – you okay? What are you doing? He said, this is such a thrill for me. I always wanted to stand where Coach Bryant stood in all those games. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I would take it for granted because I've yeah. 
lost to him so many times right. or whatever, but he was standing there just looking around wow. in the stadium, and it was the Charleston Southern coach. Unbelievable. Good story. Good story. Okay. Time now for studs and duds. So, Billy, do I start with studs? Yep, we're starting with studs, George, and let's go up to Knoxville. Number okay. six, Tennessee dominates LSU 40-13. to 13. It's not that I didn't think Tennessee had a great shot to win. I did think they were going to win. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to win 40-13. to 13. My God. Yeah, they I'm took playing. LSU behind the woodshed. Man, it started right out the gate. LSU yeah. helped them so much early in that momentum, and they never let the crowd get in because Tennessee was on top of them first play of the game. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think LSU is very good. I think Tennessee is very good, but I don't think LSU is very good. That Their offense is really, George, was awful that day to me, just awful. Tennessee's defense is getting better, but they're still not one of the better defenses. And – and, I mean, they couldn't score but 17 on Auburn. They, they, I don't think LSU – how did they go? The game I kept going back to Mississippi was Mississippi State. State. I don't yeah. get it. But sometimes Mike's teams do that now. I mean, he'll have – Mike does a great job and upsets a lot of people. But he'll throw a, a bad one in there. He's done that before. And maybe that was just it that day. I don't know. I, I, I don't understand that. But I don't think LSU's that good. Okay, stud number two, Tejas. Now, <laughs> I know who you know, one of the duds is going to be right with that. Well, you know, you may be right. There may be some correlation. <laughs> yeah, some cross-pollination. <laughs> so, in all of my years of watching the Red River rivalry, you try saying that three times. I never dreamed Texas would ever win that game 49 to nothing. Mm. I would give anything to hear the sports talk shows today in Oklahoma. Oh, you would. Oh. The war zone. God. <laughs> oh, to militarize zones. Oklahoma <laughs> fans are some of the best in the world. They are the most patient human beings, but not to this. I've watched this game, been in this game, coached in this game. And I'm telling you, throw out the records. It's always a great game. No matter if Oklahoma had, had a poor record and Texas was playing for a national championship or vice versa, it, I've never seen this game look like that. Mac yeah. lost it bad a couple of times, but it was always a turnover here. Something happened. Uh, he beat Oklahoma bad a couple of times, but they were never like this. This was a massacre. Okay, I mean, so give me give me a theory. What I don't Oklahoma know. was non-competitive at T TCU, gave up 41 in the first half alone. Yeah. And then this. What in the world is going on there? I, I have no idea. I have no idea, and it's alarming. It's it's scary for the University of Oklahoma uh that it could fall off this quick. And I don't know. Is it players? Is it coaching is it all all of the above did riley leave because he knew what was coming did well didn't he have didn't they have a bunch of transfers roll out of there when when lincoln riley announced they did lose that. somebody also brought some in some good ones too so i mean but everybody's had that it seems like. i don't know that caleb williams left and went to southern county he's played pretty good 
right now, but they brought in the kid from Central Florida who didn't play in the game. And they, they didn't have their quarterback, so they weren't going to get a lot of points. But still, this guy is one of the best defensive guys in the country, and he's looked like this. George, when we watched that TCU game, they were just wide open people. Oh, it was. The quarterback would fake the zone play and run around the corner, and there was nobody there. It was like you're at a junior high game and watching a really good player better than everybody on the field. I mean, I've never, ever seen Oklahoma defense look what they've looked. And I watched that game because I love that game. George, that is an unbelievable atmosphere. That split down the middle, yeah. the color split down the middle, the the state fairs going on on the outside. When you come in, there are people everywhere. It's an unbelievable deal. And, and they hate each other. I mean, I just, I was in shock. I don't know. I feel for Brett Venables. I don't know him. Um, so what kind of a staff meeting could they have had this morning? Uh, George, I, gentlemen, I'm in shock. Rude. I, found I don't it. think I, I've ever seen an Oklahoma defense look like this in the last two weeks. Ever. I, I found ever. a really good stat. Um, nine Oklahoma football players made the athletics recent list of the top 100 transfers for 2022. <laughs> so nine of them. And I heard really? a lot of them were on defense. Now, wait a minute. You're saying that left there or went there? That that were there but left okay. before this season. Yeah. It looks yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, boy, we we I've seen. I was around when Alabama was down, and it took a little while to get it back. Did. I've been around watching Tennessee be down, and it's taken a while to get back. Oklahoma, look out! It's been a long while. I don't think they were ever down as bad as Alabama and Tennessee. I don't think Oklahoma ever got that bad. But, man, they may be there now. No, the people in Nebraska are sitting there going, we have brought you to our level. <laughs> I'm they, In the last two weeks, they're below the Nebraska level. Nebraska won a close game last week. I know they did. You didn't oh. put them in your studs. Nick okay. Joseph. Third, third stud. ASU. Arizona State. Where did that come from? Because Washington lost the week before, and they yeah. – they laid an egg. Hey, yeah, that they, was a big loss to Washington egg. at UCLA. A big loss. I'm an idiot. That was the one I should have took. That was the one I was going to take. I don't take it. I said, I'll take them this week. Well, it wasn't near as many points. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I think they lost this game because of the because game. Of the last one. And I think we're going to see another one of those in a minute. The um, fourth stud. South Carolina Gamecocks go on the road in Lexington and beat Kentucky. And front, Coach Beamer had something to say about it after the game as well. What did he have you to see, say? You didn't see the video? He, no. He made fun of Mark Stoops because he uh, he made fun of him dancing with shades on during SEC media days, and he put the shades back on and started dancing. I wanted to show the video. I didn't have time to, but, but yeah, Beamer, Beamer had some fun in the locker room after that one. Good for him. Uh, what goes around comes around. Better be careful. Yeah. So – so we get to the duds. We we do get to the duds, and, and we, we go right cross, back around. Yeah, I mean, Watson, this is a deal where a program didn't know how to take a loss and just died. Now, admittedly, they don't have Will Levis, but South Carolina pushed Kentucky's defense all over the place. And to me, this was a loss, just like what you said earlier on Washington, 
this was a hangover loss. Yeah, I think so. And they they got no time to the they got to regroup because they got Ole Miss next. Oh, not Ole Miss, but Mississippi State next yeah. coming to Lexington, and that is no fun one to play either. A complete different type style than South Carolina plays. I read where they're they're beat to a, a lot of people are hurt. Uh, they're in trouble. Yes, Kentucky's in trouble, George, and they this is a big one now. And uh, isn't it amazing how college football has become – used to be tailback you, George, when I was coming up, and you even during some of your time. Now it's quarterback you. Quarterback you. You lose your quarterback, and, man, they make – the quarterback has to do so much in these spread offenses in today's world, and then your backup's not near as good. Man, it shows. It shows big time. I saw it at Oklahoma the other day. I saw it at Kentucky the other day. It's it, it's tough to it's tough to do that. I'm telling you, I saw it in Bryce Young over the weekend, and that kid's going to be a good player, but he's not Bryce Young at <laughs> Alabama. So it, it's to me, it's you've got to find a way to keep your quarterback healthy if you're going to win it all. Dud number two, just just talked yeah, about move him a on. lot. Move on. <laughs> number Ooh. three, this Tulsa. one hacked me off. I had Navy earlier this year and talked. I'll never take Navy again. I'll <laughs> never take Navy again. That's what you kept saying. 53. I mean, excuse Navy. me. Navy. Gave up 53 to Navy. Fraud. George. Total fraud. I've watched this my whole career. When you as a defensive coaches do not know how to play the wishbone, Boom. You get embarrassed. Yeah. You get embarrassed. And as soon as I saw the score, I said, uh-oh, somebody didn't have no clue on how to stop that <laughs> stuff. Because when it starts and you don't know how to play it, oh, you just sit back and let them run over you. Because, I mean, you got no chance. I was – when I've run that before, when I ran it with Coach Dodd, East Carolina, we beat Carolina one day. I think it was 59-6 to six or something. And they, we weren't near as good as them. But they had no clue how to play the wishbone. And I promise you, Tulsa has no clue because Navy's not that good. No. They're not that good. But you, you run that style of stuff, and then you have that day where somebody don't know. You're on the sidelines licking your chops, man. You're saying, oh. Let's play them we're, again. We're going <laughs> to that quarterback and run for so many yards in the Carolina game, we had to take him out for a breather. <laughs> The humane society. He wasn't used to gaining 200 yards in a game. I mean, we had to take him out and give him oxygen on the sidelines. It's fun when it works now, I'm telling you. Here's here's the final dud. Ever since I went back, it's been about a month ago now, my, my uncle, my dad's brother, turned 90. We had a big celebration in Little Rock. And that night, Bobby Petrino's whatever team, Missouri State, almost beat Arkansas. Watson, from that moment on, Arkansas, they haven't called one hog in a month. It's been oh, very that quiet. Loss, that loss against AM missing that field goal, that really hurt. Oh. The hogs ain't coming home. The hogs <laughs> have no been hogs. called home, but they ain't come home yet. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's one thing they lost to Mississippi State. They weren't the least bit competitive. 
No, and the quarterback didn't play in that game. Jefferson was again. Yeah. Here we go, right back to that same thing, George. And and uh, you know, you better have a backup in today's world, and very few do. And the reason for that is these kids don't stay as backups. No, they they say oh, I ain't staying here as a backup. I'm going to transfer and play it, be the starter somewhere else. So all of a sudden, the backup now is a third teamer, and he's not good enough to play. So right. we're seeing it; it's happening. He's good enough for the intramural team. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe flag football team. We'll go to the break, and then we'll just sort of bat around three or four issues in the college football world. Don't you go away. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. 
I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Watson, with my trusty little phone there, I have gone to StubHub during the break, and I have uncovered some information, Rocky Top information. Mm-hmm. How much? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So if you want to sit in the upper deck in the end zone, it'll be in the 350 to 400 range per ticket. If you want to sit in the upper deck, you know, on the sidelines, goal line to goal line, not the end zone, it's more like, looks to me like about 750 to 800. If you want to uh, sit in the lower level, pretty good seats here, $1,225. Here's a bargain. Section C for 737, all the way up to about 1100. But then, Watson, obviously, this is going to be a very difficult ticket. But a week later, when Tennessee p- plays UT Martin, they <laughs> will pay you to take two tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to use that one. I'd say we they'll give them away at halftime <laughs> of the Martin game. You can come in for free now. They should just let everybody who wasn't able to get a ticket for this weekend go to the UT Martin game for free. Oh, don't go there. You'll have a fight. Those big orange fans, man, when they get rolling, if they beat Alabama now, they'll have a sellout for UT Martin. I can tell you that right now. They basically had a home game in Baton Rouge pretty much. They had a bunch of people in there. They sure did. Give them credit. They did. They took a lot of folks. Good for yeah. them. Watson, if you want to go to uh, the Braves game tomorrow, uh, I sit normally in the third deck right underneath the broadcast booth so I can give Jeff Rancourt a lot of crap. You can get in for less than 100 that surprises me. Yeah, most of the tickets less than a hundred. Okay, so let's go back to Tennessee, Alabama. By the end of the week, this will be the most hyped thing we have seen in a while. Jeez, is Tennessee good enough to win this game? Uh, yes, but this is by far the best team they've played, and it's not even close. This is the first team that can score as much as Tennessee. 
I don't think Tennessee would lose any of the games so far because I didn't think anybody could outscore them. Alabama can outscore them. They can do that. Um, this will be the best pass rush, and it won't even be close that Tennessee's seen. Hooker will have to play by far his best game, and he will be real sore when this one's over. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. They can win the game, yes. I don't think Alabama is as good as they were last year, personally, because of the, the receiver play. I don't think they've got those bona fide dudes Alabama had last year. Uh, but they can still score points. And Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the country. And Hendon Hooker starting to push him. But Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the country. I know LSU is, uh, is struggling. But Watson, I thought it was a poorly coached football team. They acted like they'd never seen a blitz. Tennessee blitzes, boom. I mean, it was just an open-door policy. And, and at halftime, I'm waiting to see something that looks like an adjustment. And all I see is Brian Kelly just standing out there with that goofy look. You know, I said it all week, George. I, I didn't think their offense was very good. Their offense was built around letting Daniels just take off and run and make plays. Can't live with that all day long. No. And they kept him in the pocket and did a good job with him, didn't let him loose to make those plays. And so they had to make them by design. They weren't good enough to do it. Uh, I don't think LSU's that good. They'll they'll win seven, eight, because SEC teams do. They'll win their non-conference games, and they'll go four and four, five and three in the league. Uh, but they're, they're not LSU that we, when they put those uniforms on, that's not what we're used to seeing. And I don't think they're being coached great yet. I, I mean, maybe it's all new, and they're trying to get all their systems in. Their defense looks better than their offense. Their offense don't look coached to me, George. And part of it's what you just said. They didn't miss blocks. There's free guys. Oh, they, it's open door. They, they don't even. They don't. They don't pick people up. So. And they're not. Not to take away from Tennessee any. now. Tennessee played a really good football game. But I thought Tennessee probably was as mediocre as I've seen them on offense that day. They didn't have a great day on offense compared to some of the games we've watched them play in the last two years since Coach Heupel's been there. Um, their, their defense and special teams is really the one that got this one done. Okay, help me with this from a coaching standpoint. I, I, I don't understand this. Tony had brought it up a week ago when we visited with him. LSU and Tennessee have two of the most iconic jerseys going. LSU with that great look with the white jersey and the yellow pants and Tennessee, of course, with the orange jersey. And both of them come out Saturday wearing a pile of crap. And I'm like, what is causing this? What? Why are these teams... That gray stuff, yeah, it looks better when you win 40 to 13. Why is Tennessee not in one of the best-looking uniforms in the country? I think it's totally recruiting. I think these kids like to wear something different, like to wear something cool. They think it's cool when you give them something different to wear. I had kids do it. Now, I didn't get to coach it those kind of places. I was at Oklahoma. Um, and we didn't. That's pretty uh, iconic. During my time, we never ever changed the uniform at all in my two years there. But I think it's just a mix it. 
Lane started it at Ole Miss. I've always thought Mississippi had one of the iconic uniforms. And leave it alone. It's what they wear. It's what they've worn for years and years. He's changed it. He's won and changed it. He's doing that Columbia blue color now a lot. Yeah. Kids like changes. I think that's why coaches mixing it. If I'm at Tennessee or Oklahoma, Texas, I don't do it. I, I just think Alabama, there's certain places, Southern Cal, Notre Dame, Notre Dame Saturday, and what they came out in against BYU. Yeah. Uh, they, it, it's totally for the kids. It's totally for recruiting. When you watch these kids and get those snapshots of them when they're committing or whatever, they're not, they're not always in the traditional jersey. They're in the gray jersey of Tennessee or, or whatever. The one thing Alabama hasn't done since Nick Saban was there that Coach Bryant always hey. did, he always had a white and a crimson helmet, if you remember, George. they would That's all he would change, but he would come out in a different helmet. He said it was a lot so his quarterbacks could – they always wanted to wear a contrast to who they were playing. That was Coach Bryant's deal with the white helmet. But I, Nick Saban don't even do that. He sticks to the Alabama deal – Auburn changed uh, face mask and caught grief for that. Auburn always has worn a blue face mask with their white helmet. The other day, and more than once, uh, Harson has wore a white face mask with a white helmet. Right. And every time he does, the fans get upset about it. So, But I'm telling you, these coaches do it because of the kids. I know. You're like me. I don't like it. Watson, I, I was invited Saturday to Cumberland University where – I guess I was part of a Q&A that involved Tim Tebow. And I asked Tebow, how close did you come to going to Alabama? And he told me, he, it was an unbelievable story. Yeah. The story he told was that he asked his mom, where should I go? I like both places. She wouldn't touch it. You've got to make your own decision. His dad did the same thing. His brother did the same thing. The day of what was going to be his press conference to announce one of the two, he still had no clue which one to pick. He called his high school coach who backed away and said, you know, you need to make this decision. He told me that when they were 15 seconds before they were going on the air, with ESPN's live announcement of this guy, Tim Tebow, he didn't know. How about that? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Is that crazy or what? Uh, unbelievable. But I, I believe it. Yeah. I, I, I think he went in there. Oh, gosh, which one am I going to pick? Worked out pretty good for him. I'd say it did. So, Kentucky. I am very surprised when when I left Cumberland, uh, it was 7-7 at the half, and South Carolina thoroughly dominated the second half. It really does show you that in this day and time, if you can't get it done on offense, you're going to get exposed. Yeah, I think the whole team then realizes we got a problem. Because yeah. offense is so important now, George, more than it used to be in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. But now it is the thing. And if you don't move it, then I think everybody says, uh-oh, we're in trouble. And then, then the dam breaks, you know. 
Honestly, South Carolina didn't move it a lick in the first half. Their score was a fumble that went to the one-yard line, and they scored from the one uh, that Kentucky fumbled. And the ball bounces around to the one, and and South Carolina falls on. So neither team had moved the ball in the first half, but I think South Carolina got to moving it better. And then when Kentucky saw they couldn't move it, I think they just they they just gave in. And that's not what we've seen Mark Stoops' teams do. That is not a look that I've seen in Kentucky under yeah. him in a long, long time. Tennessee, Alabama, obviously, is the number one game of the week. Another one that's got a lot of implications is USC has to go to Utah. And Watson, I'm not convinced they can win there. What do you think? Depends on how Utah is after what we've seen. What happened with Kentucky at Ole Miss? Laid an egg the next week. What happened with who did we just talk about? Uh, uh, oh, Washington. When they lost at UCLA, laid an egg the next week. Will, will Utah come back strong or will they lay an egg? If they come back strong, I think Southern Cal has a tough time winning that game. I don't know what the points are. I would say Southern Cal, uh, Utah might be favored because this year they've been favoring home teams more for some reason. It was like the Ole Miss thing with Kentucky, George. We sit there and said, how in the world is Kentucky not favored in this game? Well, Ole Miss was the home team. So I don't know, but I think you've got a point. If Utah doesn't have hangover, that would be a good one to pick to me because I think that's a great upset day possibility that day. Okay, I'm looking feverishly for – I bet you Utah's favored because that's the way they've been going this year. I think you're right. There it is. 7 o'clock on Fox, Utah, three and a half. Three and a half. My three gracious. Three and a half. Just like we talked about Ole Miss, huh, with Kentucky. Yeah. They were seven and a half, weren't they, George? Mm-hmm. You took Kentucky. Sure were. Yeah. And, and honestly, Kentucky blew it. They blew the By game. the way, in the history of football, no team has slept as long as Ole Miss did. You talk about sleepwalk through the first half at Vandy. <laughs> <laughs> They're down 20 to 10. With a minute 20 to go in the first half, and I turned to somebody in the press box and said, this will show you where this game's going. If Ole Miss scores before the half, they win this in a cakewalk. If they don't, this might get pretty interesting. Ole Miss scored like that. You called it. Uh, That was one I got right. Yeah, you called it. When they were only down 20 to 17 at the half, I will say this. I like the kid A.J. Swan. He -hmm. can throw the football. Yeah, he's going to be a good player. He is a good player and going to be a real good player, in my opinion. They've got that piece. they got a long way to go with the other pieces yet, George. They're, they're, they weren't as near as good. If they win one this year, the other side's going to have to help them, just like Ole Miss did a little bit in the first half. Uh, yeah. And they're going to have to play a really good game. They played a, a really good game. first half. They had some mistakes in the second, and they can't do that. If they yeah. make them, they they just they can't catch up. They have to stay within the chains. They have to not give up the big play. They're giving up too many big plays right now. They've got to find a way to keep the ball in front of them better and make, make the, these good teams work to score more. Too many easy scores against them, just like the one right before the half. 
That was a killer, Joe. Oh, God. That was a killer to go in and not get to enjoy the upness of being ahead Mm -hmm. because that just happened so fast. I mean, gosh. Yeah. Okay, we'll go to the break, and then we'll have the plaster bet of the day. There's only one game out there. No baseball, no basketball yet. Hockey, other than the Preds, starting out 2-0, and and congrats to them for that. Uh, there's only one game. So guess what? That will involve the plaster bet of the day. <laughs> Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 subspecialized physicians. Our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. The high school football season is here, and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. Is, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now, and, and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools uh, in the Middle Tennessee area, and we cover we try to cover all of them. We cover about 11, 12 counties at this point. And uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows, it's you know we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid state games on the weekly basis. So you know whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, we're gonna have you covered from six to eleven. Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office where fans don't let fans drive drunk. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. 
We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. ready to wrap up today but first we got plasters bet of the day powered by bart durham injury law since 1975 bart durham has aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both tennessee and kentucky if you too have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway in a hospital or at your workplace let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need learn more about bart durham injury law by logging on to bartdurham.com all right, let's take a look at some of George's results. That's the stat of the day answer, not that one. Here's the results from the weekend for George. 44 and 50 now. So, George, really not an awful uh, wait a weekend. Minute. Hold on. Let me ask this. What are you claiming my weekend record is? Weekend record right now. Two, you still have the teaser. Yes. So, I, I won't count that one. So, you're two and two. You got Tennessee. Both Tennessee teams, the Vols mm-hmm. and the Titans, and then you got you lost BYU and NC State, so you're two and two right now. I'll call it BYU. The Kentucky Michael counted that one wrong, but he didn't count the fact that that's a two team teaser. So I guess you're eligible for two for two and a half points, two, two and a half out of <laughs> whatever. No, actually, I could go three and three on the weekend. If oh, three. K- if, okay. If with KC, the teaser. Okay. If KC three and three. minus one ends up winning that teaser. We're going to have to do some readjusting and let's cheat a little bit if need be. Uh, Watson. Yeah. My guess is that tonight, 98% of the money in this country is on Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, I am shocked that this line opened at seven. It has stayed at seven. I bet you can't find 10 people in this country who've bet on the Raiders who aren't in Vegas. And you're going to be one of them? I'm going with Kansas City. 
That's what I figured. They look too If you weren't, I'm going to beat you in the head. They looked too good last week in Tampa. Yeah. And, and to be honest, Vegas didn't look all that well coached when they came here. Nope. I don't know if it's newness, but I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And I didn't think they looked well coached in games they played before they played us. So this one, this one could get ugly. This can look, this one could be double digits pretty easy. But then again, about the time you think you know, that's why they make you play the games. That's the NFL for you. I'm telling you, it's crazy. We'll find out tonight at Arrowhead. It's about an hour and 30 minutes away, and it's on ESPN. Watson, tomorrow we will get knee-deep into Tennessee and Alabama. Tony Basilio at 420. And then at 5 o'clock, a former national title winner at Alabama, Jay Barker, will join us from Birmingham to talk a little bit of the Crimson Tide side of this deal that is going to be hyped like crazy. Oh, yeah, it's going to be hyped. (laughs) It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great week. Who does Auburn play this week? Auburn's got Ole Miss at Ole Miss. You sure? Yeah. Huh. They're at they're at Ole Miss, eleven AM kick. I bet this is one week, Watson. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. All they're talking about down there is when is he getting fired? When is he getting fired? When's he getting fired? That's all that's being talked about. I'm it's, get, it's getting really weird. I thought yesterday there was a shot at it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. And if it wasn't yesterday, then when is it gonna be? I don't know. Honestly, he'd be done a favor if they went ahead and did it. Oh, oh! by the way, George, my daughter, Jenny, just texted me and said, I'm screaming through the screen, Matt Ryan. How in the world do you all not get that one? Oh, tell her. I'm catching grief from my daughter. You know what? Then get her to sit in there tomorrow and see (laughs) how easy this is. Did she really? Put the camera on. Put the camera on, Jenny. Yeah. He said, Matt Ryan, please come on, guys. How do you miss this one? You know what? <laughs> Throw this at her. <laughs> I you hope she's camera. watching. I hope she's still watching. <laughs> you want me to get up oh, and man. throw it again? No, that's okay. No. That was a anyway. bad throw, by the way. That thing went yeah, but I, a look, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna throw it at the camera. I mean why not? Well, I'd rather we throw it at you. Throw a straight ball. I threw it at you. <laughs> so it's like your golf ball. It kind of <laughs> it goes crooked. Hey. It never goes straight. I'm tired of talking to you. We're done. <laughs> okay, bye. Go Chiefs. See you tomorrow. Billy. I'll try to behave. Chiefs. Tomahawk chop, baby. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow on Main Street Media Television. (laughs)